don't get me wrong, y'all. I like lick Erica dirty draws. Like I love her. That's a saying that we used to have in Oakland. Mm-hmm. I love your fucking dirty draws. I like, have never that's heard real you niggas say. Sp- I'm gonna do a whole real n- how real niggas talk statement. about love. I've it's never heard true. you say this statement. Please I love repeat your that. dirty draws. No, you said you lick. I will lick your dirty draws. Show if them. I had to. Show them. No. <laughs> no. It's something only lovers would know. Um, you know what I mean? So, but it's so disgusting. That, it's just I, I'm also interested in like how real niggas talk about love i don't want no damn candy ground and nothing nigga you love candy i love it but why do i have to love it on a singular day it's just like let's go Everybody, welcome to another episode of Hood Rat to Head Rat. <laughs> barking at niggas all day long. I don't even know what it is. And I've been barking before Black Panther, so don't play me. Can you tell who his favorite character is? I've been barking before that, so I'm gonna need people to not play me. I've been barking for. I've been a dog. It's a year to dog. Year of the dog. Happy Chinese New Year. Happy belated Chinese New Year. Some people say Lunar New Year, whatever you like. Oh, I'm going to just say Happy okay. Chinese New Year because mm-hmm. I'm from the Bay Area. And Got it. I've been celebrating Chinese New Year since I was a pup. I think I'm Year of the Rat. I'm not you sure. Are? What's 1990? I don't know. We have to look it up. Right. <gasps> oh, my God. he did he also had a shot yesterday so the testosterone in his body is at a a large number it hasn't subdued yet no it's just making me more so irritated like i'm just quick to Uh, be irritated oh that's also evident yeah yeah like with my partner yes how are you how are you irritated with your partner just irritated irritated she asking me lots of questions Mm. and you know, just being not nice. Because mm, we, so we have a business together. I have to talk to him about things. And then he gets frustrated. And then he be trying me in my own damn house. And you just have to it's let him know. You're too. not going to be doing this patriarchy thing in this house. Just because you got a little testosterone in your body. Don't mean that you're going to be, you know, adhering to societal norms. And say you need to be acting a damn fool. I'm not acting a fool. Uh-huh. We're not doing this. This ain't the damn Valentine's Day yeah. episode. <laughs> this is, okay, y'all. So me and Erica had a, a conversation about doing patreon but we decided that that's something that we're just not gonna do yeah it's just an added thing to do that we don't really have the capacity to do and i don't necessarily want to do it not that i'm shading it's no shade to people who have patreons get your coin allow people to support you in the ways that they know how um but instead i thought of the idea of like well damn i want to support smaller independent businesses smaller retailers and leverage some erica's social capital to do so so we linked up with luminous skincare which is a all organic all natural skincare from snobby organic california um so they make products completely toxic and chemical free and they're amazing and they work they even tell you look what I love on their Instagram is how you know that they're chemical free is that they'll tell you on Instagram that you need to throw them away because they don't last forever. If your product is saying that it's organic and chemical free and it's sitting on your shelf, it has a shelf life of forever. It's not 
organic and chemical free. Right. So shout out to Luminous Skincare for supporting this episode so that you don't have to pay for it. And shout out to them for being socially responsible so that we don't have to feel gross after having worked with them. Um, Believe it or not, we fund much of all the things that we do on our own and say no to a great deal of opportunities because we just refuse to subscribe to anti-blackness under the guise of socially responsible consumerism. I'm not fucking with it. So we're super happy to be working with Luminous Skincare. Check out some of their products and support what they do. I'm also a soap connoisseur. I love fucking soap. So if you want to send a nigga some soap, you won't be denied. But let's get into this thing. We have received multiple requests. Multiple. To do an episode. Um, We had an original episode plan called Farts and Free Back Rubs. And that was the Valentine's Day episode because all being in a relationship is is farts and free back rubs. And we did an Instagram live for it. So, But it was cute. Mm -hmm. It was cute. But I think I'm just more so upset about, not even upset, I just think that I'm grappling with and it's just hard to be with what's occurring in the world and just the sort of overwrought response that Black Panther is having. And I think you should speak to how we should organize this is that you should talk about how you felt about all of the praise and all of the press about Black Panther mm-hmm. well before you actually saw it because you were talking about like this is strange that is getting this much press and that it's like that people are paying this much attention to it and that black people are really excited about mm-hmm. this. And I have to say personally like I was hella excited about Black Panther when I found out about it, but this that is was my like months ago. No, no, this was like almost a year ago. Right. But this is my ignorance because I thought because Tennessee Coates and Roxanne Roxanne Gay were writers from it that it was about an ode to black actual Black Panthers. I didn't realize that Black Panthers the comic was something that came out well before the yes, Black Panthers ever existed. Yes. So I thought that I was going to a movie, or I thought we were all getting excited about a freaking uprising, like a takeover. I thought that's what the comic was about. Yes. Even though it preceded the actual Black Panthers, I still thought it had everything to do with overturning and dealing with colonization and interrupting all of those social norms. That's what I thought it was about. Yes. Um, so I thought, yes, people should be excited about this. This is great. Yes, I'm going to absolutely dress up to a movie that has everything to do with dismantling colonization. You don't need no excuse to dress up. I don't need, need an excuse. No good reason. I love to dress up. To put clothes on. I love it. <laughs> to do the most. Cut. To be extra. You extra don't need it. is my middle name. Right. But when people started telling me, or actually when I just started asking questions, but what in the heck is the actual film about? Because I'll tell you right now, I'm not a Comic-Con person. No. Like, I don't do Comic-Con. So I'm, I really needed to know what I was going to go see. Yeah. Um, and I'm always here to support black people. Always, 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 except for The Breakfast Club. But always, right. always never supporting that. It's not just always. except for the Breakfast Club. It's a lot of niggas that I'm not standing behind. Right. I mean, we're. I mean, it's. I think it's important to Aaron Lang is a an activist who we love dearly, and we heard her speak this week, and she talked about how there can't be just because I am being critical of something doesn't mean that I don't like it. It just means, or that I don't support it. It just means that I'm able to be critical of it. And I think far too often in this country, we are kind of like bred in a way that we're supposed to just love the United States yeah. and because it's better than other countries or because it's um, 
it's wealthy or because racial um various racial identities can live together and and then that means that it's just great like anytime you give any sort of critique about the mm-hmm. united states someone always says well aren't you happy that you live here and like it could be much worse mm-hmm. if you were somewhere else and i think that that is uh almost like a um like a, a attribute of american culture is to never critique anything yeah. It's to always yes. just be happy with what you have. Never critique unless it, it's less than. Or if right? you have the popular opinion of others. If you have consensus, then you can critique. If everybody Absolutely. else is saying the same thing. If it's an echo chamber of some of the same thoughts, Absolutely. then it's great. Absolutely. Now, if we bring that, that conversation of critique to the black community, bring it intracommunally, whoo. Critique right. of black cis men and anything that come from a black cis man is quite unwelcome. Right. And I think it's important to note, and we'll talk about this more, is that this is an intercommunal conversation. Now, yes. does it mean that white people can't comment and that they can't have a conversation about Black Panther? Not necessarily, but it is important to know that this is a conversation that we are having with black people. Anytime on this podcast that we're talking, it's always two and four black people and we do understand and recognize that white people listen and that is a privilege and an honor and I want folks to really understand that that you actually get almost like a a fishbowl lens on black thought black queer thought yeah Um, but then I also think that it's very very important that when you're sharing our podcast or when you're talking about it or when you are critiquing it white person that you are well aware of where your critique is coming from yes um and if I'm not just talking about our podcast I'm talking about Black Panther as well because I feel like white people are will get excited because black people are critiquing black panther mm-hmm. and then that's an opportunity for them to also critique and black to also culture. be anti-black right 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 right, right. right. and our critique never ever ever is anti-black ever. ever so that's never where it will be coming from but i assert it's the anti-racist ways in which, right the ways in which white people have been raised in this country mm. in the world it is oftentimes anti-black so just make sure you check yourself again i'm not saying that you can't share it i'm not saying that you i can't encourage talk about you it. to share it i actually. think it's great that you're inside of this conversation but just get this conversation isn't for you right yeah period 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 and that's what brings us to black panther yes because black panther was actually made for white people yes so, All contrary to what you may believe. Right. Um, and I, I think it's really interesting, Erica, too, about, you know, you mentioned that you were excited about it a year ago. You also had no idea that Disney I had no also idea. distributed the movie and had a great deal of financial stake in this movie. I had no idea. You had no idea yeah. that it's not just Marvel, but it's also Disney. You read way more than any human possible. So, you know, everybody in the back end of this, I I think most people don't. And I don't even know that a lot of people know that this was also Disney because Marvel is a forward facing like company inside of this you know inside of the press of this yeah not disney it's almost like disney is like oh we're here we're definitely here but with like one finger up not a whole hand right yeah and some people will argue oh they're just a distributor of it but they definitely have a as a distributor and as disney which is a huge huge 
billion dollar institution in this country, hundreds of year old mm-hmm. institution in this country that absolutely had a hand in some of the things that culminated into this movie that we have before our eyes. Right. And are part and parcel of some of the gaps that we see in Black Panther and why it really just wasn't anything different than a great value Disney version conception of Africa. And it doesn't necessarily matter who it does matter and it doesn't matter, but anything that is that of that caliber has that much press and that much backing and money behind it. You can bet your bottom dollar that it was made for white people. Even if it has an all black cast. Yes. I want that to just like sink in for a minute. Nothing to that degree, nothing, no one, no activist, no famous person, no television show, no book that has that amount of press is actually, maybe it wasn't necessarily intended for white people, but the only way that it's getting that much attention is because white people like it. Yes. Hands down. Yep. Hands down. Or... Because how much... I'm sorry. How much press does Wretched of the Earth get? None. Does anybody... People talk... And I'm not... I know Wretched of the Earth is a very old movie, and that's a book that we talk about oftentimes on this podcast, but people all the time talk about other books, books from the past. They give nods they do to film Angela Davis. They give nods to Bell Hooks, not often, but, you know, Tennessee Coast, they give nods to, you know, all of these people, but never, very rarely, do people talk about Franz Fanon, right? Mm-hmm. Or Fanon, how do we say it? Fanon, Fanon, Fanon. 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 But rarely do people talk about him, right? Yes. So I think it's important to note the people that are not mentioned, the movies that are not mentioned, the books that are not mentioned, and the work, the, the, how you have to find out that those books existed. And the, the reason for that is, is because it literally was not ever intended for and never got recreated to be for white people. Yes. And that is hands down because you have to understand who controls the media in this country. Yeah. You have to understand that. Like any even me, anytime I've done an interview, I have <laughs> Ebony and I have to go back. I have a very forward-facing profile. I really get that. And why I say all the time I don't want to be famous is because they literally will dwindle my message down to nothing. To breast cancer survivor is inspirational. We and love if, her. We love yes. her. And if you've done any sort of if you've actually paid attention to anything I've ever said, you know I say way more than that. You know I'm tired of that conversation. So if I ever start doing like, oh yeah, breast cancer survivors are super inspirational. You have permission to clock me. Yes. Get your camera phone out and point it at her. Just get the camera because she's in the second place. Y'all know I'm in the second place, but she ain't gonna be in the second place with my black ass because I'm not having it. I'm not having it. And what I will say as far as you know, this movie being made for white people and the production of it being very white led i want all of you as an assignment to go on imdb because it's head right to head right is gonna do some work that's right you're gonna go on imdb you're gonna go on the it's a film database and it it will tell you in depth who's all on the production crew for black panther mm-hmm. it'll tell you the cast it'll tell you the crew and i mean the full post pre pre-production post-production and production crew so that's the day of people the onset the location folks and you'll see the animators and you'll see the key grips, the people who do electric. You'll see the sound mixers. You'll see um, the location sound recorders. You'll see 
it's a it takes about over a hundred people sometimes to make a movie, um, and you'll see that a lot of those people are white, um, and that's just what it is. The mm-hmm. production crew. Of course, you know, the director is black. Those people tell me, oh, the director is black. You know, oh, the the um the casting person might have been black and the, the set decorator was black. And I'm like, okay, and the president of this country was black as well, and uh, the systems were still exactly the same. Right. So what you wanna do? Right. So the production <laughs> of so that's another thing too, is just like niggas is excited, everybody's happy about it, but I I'm not happy about, I can't in good faith call that a black film when the production crew is not reflective of that. Yeah. When there are a whole bunch of black folks who work in film production, post and pre, and there are a whole bunch of black animators because um, that movie was heavily animated and it had a huge, mm. you know, sort of animation staff. Mm. It's hella black people who do animation. Mm. You couldn't find one of them? Mm. No. Yep. I- you didn't look. I think, too, that it's not a black film because one of the people who saved the world... There's going to be spoilers in this, y'all. So if you haven't seen Black Panther up to this point, you should stop listening. Yes. (laughs) Everything else before, we we haven't spoiled anything, but now we're about to spoil. So if you haven't seen it... Which we we recommend go see the damn movie like it's it's entertaining go see it mm. um, for its entertainment for its value entertainment purposes only and representation I do think that for little dark skin kids little girls if cis girls if that's how they identify or feminine people it is it is a good thing to see yourself projected on the screen. And we oftentimes do not see ourselves. Brown skin to darker hues, we do not see ourselves. So I do think it's important for us to see ourselves. And that's just black people in general. I think it's important that we see ourselves on screen. Um, period. To what end? To, that's a good point. But I, I, that's a good point. But um, what's his name? The actor from like the civil rights movement? Who's Sidney Poitier? Sidney Poitier. He wasn't, look who's coming to dinner. It's not a great film. No, it's really bad. <laughs> it's really bad, but people talk about it all the time. Right. You know what I mean? But it was, it was, you know, incredible for people like Holly Berry and Denzel Washington, who always give nods to him, like seeing him on screen when they were little kids. Yeah. It makes a difference. I cannot knock the representation makes a difference. But the thing is, is representation, representation isn't the end all. Just because we're represented doesn't mean that that now we're done. Now we wash our hands of doing the work. But that is what it means now today. That is no. I'm saying I know you. I know right, what you're right, saying. Right. But that's what people are. They're saying, "Oh, this is great for children to see. Right. It's great for children to see darker skinned black people situated in some fucked up, exploited, and tribalistic narrative of Africa." Right. Oh, go ahead. So you're being represented and you're visible in bullshit. Right. Woo. You're being represented and visible so that white people can make money off a narrative that's not true. Yes. For a, 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 a Africa, some nostalgic Africa based in some weird modernity that already exists. Mm. Africa is already in the future. Mm-hmm. There was no difference shown, like, in the first scene. Like, they're trying to hearken to, like, Boko Haram and how the um, girls in Nigeria were stolen. That's, like, the first scene that you'll see with Lupita in it. And, um, you know, they're in a truck. That's mm-hmm. what that was alluding to. Mm-hmm. And they had, like, the, the men with the guns and shit. I guess, like, the terrorists and the child yeah. soldiers and yeah. all that shit. That's whack. Yeah. 
that's I, how I want my. That's how I don't want little femme people to see themselves like that. Yeah, now you're making me think too. Like, you know, the press around this has been. This is an an all. The, on the entire cast, for the most part, is dark skin and brown skin. There's mm-hmm. not like there's not really one light skinned person in yeah. the film. But then now I'm thinking the ways in which everybody in the film was portrayed was this very dominant, forceful, angry character. It's consistent with the same tropes. They didn't have one light skinned person doing that. Why not? Why not? Erica? Why not? Why yeah, not? That's very good. Why not? It's very good. So you don't. So so little dark skinned girls get to see themselves in the back of a truck. Mm, yeah, being with, kidnapped with swords, with and, swords mm, and spears and shit. Yeah, being which thrown. is which is projected as niggas. positive, right? Who and saving niggas? Y'all. So let's let's talk Pivot. about. We have to talk about the levels of toxic masculinity in this film. Now, again, remember, I'm the person who came to the movie thinking that we were going to be killing white people. I really thought that that's what this comic was about. And I can hear white people now. It's almost like I'm listening to them as they listen to this. Oh, my God, like, that's no better. That's Uh -uh. not what we're talking about. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a Marvel comic entertainment reimagining a new future. Just like X Men, how white people are like white, non human mutant people are killing other non white human people People most of the time. People were being killed in this. So I thought if anybody was being killed, it's going to be white people because Wakanda is a new future, it's a new land. So I thought that's what was going to happen. So forgive me. No, forgive me. No, I thought that's what was going to happen. Right. So when I saw that it was black people killing black people, I was super perplexed and then it's like the one of the first scenes is the protagonist has to fight to prove that he's the king and i'm like why why does he have to fight to prove that he's the king because inside of toxic masculinity you have to be super strong yep. you have to always be that dominant person you have to fight to the end you can never quit you have to be the alpha male you have to fight off all the other males it's the same like literally old dated corny problematic narrative that doesn't support anybody's gender whatsoever it's toxic so i was i was super perplexed by that right i was perplexed that that was even present in the film at all and it continued it just continued and continued and continued to the point where the protagonist who is a black american right is literally sad. It's <laughs> sad by the loss of his dad because his dad dies and then he mm-hmm. gets angry about that and he's he's showing his anger and he's showing it as anger. Like, I'm mm-hmm. angry, which is just a, an, a literally a, a step in um, loss. When you mm-hmm. lose someone, you, you are also angry. You can yeah. stay in that p- particular step or you can move on to something else or maybe it comes and goes, whatever right, it is. Right. But he's angry. But what I'm also present to is that he's hella sad. And I really thought that when he got to Wakanda... It was finna be like... They were gonna be like, oh my God, come here. Like be Color with us. Purple Part 2, yes, I mean... Color Purple Part 2! <laughs> like you that's and me it, must... Ne- that's what I thought it was gonna like be. Like the end of Color Purple. I thought, too, I thought that but too. But then for the rest of the film, they just fought. What is the point of that? And then guess what? While the black American and the African are fighting, guess who's saving the world? <laughs> a white guy from the United States. Right. You've got Mind to you, be kidding me. A CIA agent. Now, I haven't read the comics, but is there any reason why the CIA agent could not have been Latinx or black. Asian or black, black. or 
you know, I want to know what the intentionality, because in casting, these things are intentional. They are a part of the casting decision. It's a factor. So why is that that? Like, why? Oh, because I guess they were trying to play with the whole, like, colonizer thing. Mm -hmm. Like, that that he, he created the sort of opening in the space for those colonizer jokes. Mm. Like, oh, colonizer. Like, it was, I get that. It was intentional, but it was also, like, helps prove our point, which is, like, if this is what you said um, yesterday about, if this is supposed to be Afrofuturistic, how? What is Afrofuturistic about this film? The New York Times had an article, I can't remember the title, but it's, like, this Black, Black Panther reimagines Black Americans or really... It supports black futures. And how is this black futures? If it's the same toxic masculinity, it's the same erasure of queer and trans disabled people. Yep. What What is the point? And then the someone raised on my Facebook timeline, I'm sorry for getting your name, but shout out, um, raised that there were no disabled people in this at all. One person, that's actually not true. There was a disabled person in it, but they were evil. <laughs> the right. person with no arm. Yeah. They were evil. Right. And it's like, why? Why are they evil? I know why they're evil because it's the Disney film and it looks just like fucking when Scar mm. and, and um, Simba are at like a standstill over a fucking sunset. It literally looks just like a Disney film. Yeah. And it's the Lion King violent, violent yeah. version of more violent. Yeah. Lion King was weird. Um, but we, was it was weird. Yeah. Um, and I think it was consistent with that in Africa. This is what happens. People fight pe each other. People are violent, but that, it's people. What I what I'm present to with Black Panthers, people love violence. People yeah. love men. Yeah. And they love violence. By people, I mean everybody. Yeah. Across racial divides. People love men. Patriarchy is pervasive. They love cis men mostly. Mm -hmm. I mean, not fucking with a nigga like me really too much. Right. Um, but my masculinity does afford me some uh, amount of privilege. But black cis men, just cis men, period, they love them and they also love to see people doing violent shit. So that's why I wasn't surprised that it was violent. Mm -hmm. Like it's an action movie. Um, but so that's why I'm just like, that's why I'm tired of this. And it's a lot of white writers, a lot of white writers writing for these major publications talking about the cultural significance of Black Panther for right. black people. You telling me it's significant for me. Right. Right. You're, you think I'm supposed to be somehow moved right. by Afrofuturism that doesn't account for everybody. That's so why I'm like, it's no, if this Afro, how is Afrofuturism using the same shit that we've been doing? And then I think it was another article that was out. I think Refinery put it out that was like, Black Panther tells the story of how black men need to listen to black women. Yeah, but what I we're forgetting that. is that a black woman was killed by a black man in the film. Right. And then the scene just quickly scene cut. Quit, it doesn't even know story about her. There's nothing. It's yeah. like, you just kill her. Actually, off. it was two. He killed, and remember in the beginning, the Eric Killmonger dude, he yeah. killed his partner. That's what I mean. He shot him. Oh, and then, but do you remember at the end, he killed another, the the Dora Milaje. He cut her throat. Oh, right. So two, two black, black films. Two black died. But like, inconsequentially, it was no tears, it ain't no ceremony. They no. death is like, no Forrest Whitaker fucking death was more like emotionally <laughs> and sentimentally <laughs> set uh, uh, than that. Cook. Yeah, but this is y'all. This ain't oh, Afrofuturistic. But this is y'all homage to Black Femme. They telling you what they homage. They telling you. They telling you how telling they want y'all to be. How, yes. How you are to them. Yeah. In the Afro future. Right. It, which is the now. 
I'm just wondering how this is Afrofuture. Yeah. There are cities in Africa, on the continent of Africa, that look like Wakanda. They're just suburban cities. Like, they're not suburban cities, but they're metropolitan cities. Yes. I mean, Addis Ababa, Johannesburg, these are all places that are city. Now, is there some sort of, like, crazy network of uh, electronics? Yeah, where is that here? But where is that here, right? And then it's like, there's the metropolitan area, and then there's the rural areas, and there are no in-between. Yep. And there's absolutely in-betweens on the continent of Africa. Yep. So we have to stop perpetuating that's Here's a metropolitan dream area that doesn't exist. And here's the bush. <laughs> yes. It's like, it's all binary. And that is the metropolitan area somehow going to, to decide the fate of the bush. And they're going to go back and right. help them. Right. And help develop them and give aid to all the African countries in the right. world, which was some motif throughout Black Panther was this giving back. Oh, it's people all, art people all over. First of all, Michael B. Jordan's acting. Oh, Let me just take it back, yeah. just real quick. Just yeah. talking about he's the filmic fine. elements. He's hella fine, hella fine. Not to me. Oh, he's fine to me, but <laughs> his acting—he don't look better than me. It's so, he does not do look better than you, babe. To you, he does not look better. He looks better than me. He does not look better. Traditionally, than you. so he looks better. What is than traditionally me? so? You want to have a conversation about attractiveness, babe? It's the colonized views—that's why. According to a colonized view. He looked better than me. Am I talking about attractiveness inside of a colonized view, or I'm talking about your own desirability Billy politics? politics. If you talking about your desirability politics, you like skinny yoga white girls. <laughs> that look like what you say? What you say? A desirability politic was the other day. Uh, skinny white girls that have short crop curly hair that look like they just had granola and probably have some crystals in their pocket and are learning acupuncture or administer it. Right. <laughs> hair ain't done. Yes. Clothes. They have cool socks. put together. Their, their jeans are probably rolled up at the ends and they have a white t-shirt on that they definitely put on on purpose, but they tell you they just threw it on. Yes. According <laughs> to your desirability <laughs> politic, I don't fit the description. <laughs> So, uh, but I know that that's hella colonized and stupid. You're hella fine. So, but anyway, he's hella fine. But the acting was wretched. This wretched. whole project of trying to make Michael P. Jordan a caricature of a town nigga, a nigga from Oakland. Oh yeah, you need to talk is about just that. nuts to me. You need to talk. But as, the, yeah, we yeah. As everybody know knows, so one thing I'm gonna say, I'm gonna always support the town. I'm gonna always support Oakland. But then, you know, like, as the high... And this was my thought, like, after I saw it, I'm like, you know, somebody from Oakland directed this, like... Mm -hmm. And they presenced Oakland, and they integrated it, and there was images of us, of, of people in Oakland on the screen. I'm like, oh, Oakland... I'm back on the representation shit. Mm -hmm. Oakland was there. Like, I'm in New York, watching a film, based in Oakland. I'm from Oakland. How great. Cultural pride. Uh, people in Oakland, we take more pride in being from Oakland than we do, like, a member of our family. <laughs> like, we, it's just all about the town to the day we die. Loyal to our soil, you know what I'm talking about? Um, but <laughs> as the high from the film starts to wear, because you get a little contact high. I wasn't high like everybody. Niggas is like, oh, Dan off this movie. But I had a little contact because it's, like, action-packed. Mm. Um. In the way movies work on your brain neurologically. But then I'm like, wait a second. 
people are really Oakland is really really super gentrified right now. I don't know if y'all know this, mm. Um, mm. but let me tell you something about Oakland. It's hella gentrified, and it looks completely different than what he was imagining in mm. the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, the Oakland that you saw, the little, like, glimpses of it in those, like, couple of scenes in the movie virtually look nothing like that now. Mm-hmm. Like, he was trying to hearken to, like, the 90s Oakland, like, where it was you know, a majority black, Oakland's a predominantly black city. Um, and for the most part, it always has been because of great migration. Now, Oakland's- where's the gentr- Black Panthers hail? And from the Black Panthers hail from West Oakland, California. Mm-hmm. I'm from the East. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I have to say that you've had I was me. just I'm about to say, you just myself. have, I have to, to say put that. It on, I gotta put on for the East. Um, but the crazy, so the crazy thing to me was, is that people are selling out an image of Oakland. People are selling out Oakland. Mm. Like, it's, Oakland is now in vogue. For my whole life, nobody even knew where Oakland was. I would come out, I came out here when I was 16 years old to visit colleges, and nobody knew. I came to New York. Nobody knew what I, when I, they, you know, I went to tours, and they're like, where's everybody from? Connecticut, Westchester. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm from Oakland. They're like, what the hell is that? Where's, oh, near San Francisco. I always have to, like, Mm-hmm. preamble where I'm from with mm-hmm. it's near San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Um, but now it's like, I just felt it's just boosy. Like none of that revenue from that film is going to positively impact Oakland mm, or black people. or black people, black people specifically living in Oakland. I'm actually a little fearful as somebody who teaches gender on a regular basis and also works with fifth graders and high school students, how this is going to further enhance the ways in which masculinity shows up and like yeah. just very binary tropes yeah and the opportunity that this was to include trans and queer people and i've heard different arguments about this i've heard you know it seemed it was so different that it seemed queer to me or you know <laughs> queerness queerness doesn't look like anything so how do we even know that some of the characters weren't queer? reaching and there was actually, uh, there's an article about this. I'm sorry, I'm forgetting the title. We will link all the articles that we're talking about in this podcast in the descriptor. Mm-hmm. Um, but the article talks about a character from Black Panther who shot a scene, a, a queer scene, and it was taken out. So us, quote unquote, imagining queerness or us imagining transness or us not wanting to assume that certain characters are queer or trans, Y'all have to cut it out. (laughs) Y'all gotta stop. 100% cut it out. This person is telling you, an actor from the goddamn film is telling you that she shot a queer scene and it was completely taken out. And what she says is she doesn't know why it was taken out. And she knows damn well why it was was taken out. But she can't say that. And I (laughs) shout out to her for even disclosing that much because that's a, a huge risk. Right. And her even disclosing that much. Right. Uh, there's a right. whole bunch of paperwork. That. I was thinking that. Um, uh, and uh, much of which is non-disclosure agreements about the film, even after the release of it, mm-hmm. about the filmic elements that people don't know about. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe even in the comic book story, maybe, because Roxanne Gay is queer, like maybe um, that was written in. I don't know where the hell it came from, but if that was a part of it, and if that's like a core element of a comic, 
Um, for people out there who actually follow Black Panther the comic or follow Marvel, I'm interested to see how closely aligned this Disney version of Black Panther I is would, I would from see. the actual comic. Because me know. and Erica ain't reading no damn comics. <laughs> like, we just got too much shit to do. Like, I'm not reading no comic. <laughs> no shade, but I'm not doing that. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. Um, I can't. But one thing I really love that you talked about, babe, is um, just about what as long as you said something to the effect of like as long as we continue to subscribe i'm heavily paraphrasing but as long as we continue to subscribe to toxic masculinity in these ways nothing is going to shift but it's also bigger than that as long as we continue to have conversations about white supremacy as it exists inside of a binary and what i mean by that is like white people and black people and not actually have an intercommunal conversation about the ways in mm-hmm. which black people have internalized colonization, then we'll never actually be able to decolonize the, our own community and actually be very at the helms of whatever sort of entertainment we put out. It'll always be, look at us, we are in the media. You should be happy because we're in the media because we're, in a Marvel comic because we've been represented. It'll never go beyond that. It'll never go beyond, oh, let's actually decolonize toxic masculinity. Let's actually decolonize the fact that we've erased queer and trans people, people that have existed for all of time on the continent of Africa, on the continent that is North America, everywhere. Yeah. So if we don't ever have a conversation outside of, oh, look at us, dark-skinned, beautiful beings, then we'll never ever actually get to that trans people exist and that their lives are valuable. And we'll never actually get to that sexism is very real in our community, just like it is anywhere else but we'll never actually be able to dismantle that because all we're doing is centering white people in our conversations about white supremacy yes it's not only centering white people but we're also just centering cis heteronormative values that come from whiteness right so it's just like in an afro future ain't no queer people in it because that's just how it is now right like collectively, black people, we are an after queer queer black people, queer black and trans people are an afterthought in the mm-hmm. queer community, which is overwhelmingly white dominated. Yep, cis and white dominated, and in the black community. I mean, when I raised that queer and trans people were not included in this film, people are like, "Well, hopefully there'll be a sequel." No, nigga, I'm not waiting to the sequel. sequel. What about the now? Y'all talking about representation? It's not no (laughs) little dark skinned femme queer people. Hello, hello. Who want to see the way they love? Right. Mirrored. Hello. Such that it's not abnormal. Mm Mm-hmm. So they're not getting bullied by bullied about it every fucking five seconds. Mm Mm-hmm. It's just like I'm, and I'm, and I'm also like. Black. This movie was also just a pretty privileged parade. Yeah, like people. This celebrity. Your your thoughts on like black people and celebrity. Yeah, it's just. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that's yeah. just like its own episode in and of itself. Black celebrities cannot be the cultural par- barometers for progress for black people. Oh, you gotta say that one more time. Black celebrities cannot be the cultural barometers for progress for black people. Yeah. Like, it's never, ever worked. Mm -hmm. Black people have been making white people super rich and themselves rich in the process for a very long time. Mm -hmm. Dancing to do it. Mm 
acting to do it, singing to do it, mm-hmm. making films doing it. It's always a white person behind the operation. And until that changes, until that shifts, until a, until a film director who's black American decides to go to Nigeria, invest in Nollywood, have the film entirely produced by Nigerians or some other film and to lift up some other major film industry in Africa about Africa, some fake Africa that they came up with until that happens until black people see the majority of the profits and not just black, it's not just about black people seeing the majority of the profits because black people did. Michael B. Jordan, Chadwick Boseman, the principal actors in this film got paid hella money, millions, 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 millions. And they're going to continue to see money from it. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, you got some of the old guard of black actors. You got Angela Bassett in here who've been seeing money for a long time. Mm-hmm. And she's ex. I love Angela Bassett. Mm-hmm. She's a shit Forrest Whitaker. Like, mm-hmm. you know, these are people who are going to be rich forever. Right. But they've been rich and the film industry has not shifted and Forrest Whitaker and Angela Bassett have done nothing such that it will. Right. Yeah. So somebody white is going to have a major payoff. Otherwise, this film was not going to happen. People have are, to get that. Y'all pe- have to get that. This film wasn't going to happen. Otherwise, that. it wasn't going to be distributed otherwise. And with that comes a price. Mm-hmm. And black... And we- it's not... It's not black people hella upset that a police officer, a white police officer, and the police, just the police department, killed their dad, which could have been this the way in which this this movie went. Right. And then Wakanda came and saved the day. Right. It could have been that. Right. You're it, hella creative. You need to work in film. You just come up. You just generate that, ideas. Isn't that how Spider-Man works? Doesn't he save people from like atrocities or some shit happening to them or like bad things know. happening? Yeah, he just yeah. comes he spiders spidering down and, them down. Right. Spider down on them and then saves them. Why spider. the fuck couldn't the people of Wakanda save black Americans from the atrocities that is colonization? You know, no, because <laughs> the film was supposed to unearth tensions between African-Americans. And people on the continent, but of then Africa. it didn't. But then it didn't. They said it and did. why are we? Why? Why? In God's name? Why? In God's name? Are we having a intercommunal conversation on a large ass screen, a global screen? Tell me why? Why are we having a converse? Why are we starting with that conversation? Why? How are we starting with that conversation? The tensions between Black Americans and people from the continent of Africa. You got to be kidding me! How convenient of you to choose that as a conversation that you want to highlight. How convenient! How convenient! How What's convenient. The, what, let me ask you something, Ebony. What is the reason why there's tensions between people from America that are Black, the United States that are Black, oh. and the people on the continent yeah. of Africa? Why might that be that there's tensions between those people? Whoa. You know, it was this thing where we all, um, our ancestors right. who were already living there, they got taken oh, and by white people when and then we got that? dropped over here. Was that like last week? I mean, it does happen. It did happen in Libya. Just oh, yeah, it's still it happening in Libya. in Libya right what? now, which was not the subject of the movie. Right. Um, but it could have been <laughs> right. how, um, you know, colonization is forcing people in Libya um, to flee from a civil war that's created by white people. 
Right. But, but that's what, not what the movie is about. But why does it happen? It happened. What was the name of that? Oh, it was called the Transatlantic Slave Trade. Oh, yeah. okay. How long did that happen for about how long? Oh, probably like, yeah, they probably did it for like 300, 400 years. And just, can you just mm-hmm. dispel a myth for us here? Was that black people who were doing that? No, or? no, that was actually um, the Spanish and the British and the Portuguese. Got it. Okay. Yes. Just want to be super clear. And then yeah. that happened for how much longer in the United States? Oh, it continued on for about a good another three to four. Oh, three to four hundred. Yeah, you, three to four. Years. Three to four hundred years. Yeah, and if you talk yeah. about the prison industrial complex, it's can, still it's probably it's actually right? never ended. Right, yeah. never, it's never actually yeah. ended. Right, and then yeah. what happened in the transatlantic slave trade? They stole us right mm-hmm. from the continent of Africa, mm-hmm. and it's not just that they removed us from the continent mm-hmm. of Africa. They also removed culture, mm-hmm. the, our language, the, our families, conceptions of gender, Conce- and hello, conceptions of gender, and right, our queerness, our, the All queerness of, those of our deities get removed. So then, and then, guess what happens in on the on in the United States? Guess how they talk about the continent of Africa? They don't. They barely talk about black Americans. So why in God's name would black Americans have some sort of great perception of people from the continent of Africa? Right. Where? Hello? Hello? And I want to press, first of all, let me just hurry up and just do this very quickly because y'all not going to fucking play me about this whole... I hear black people saying it all the time, and it's not black people's fault that they say this. What? It's just that there's not a lot of our history books and our secondary history education is fucked up in this country. It's just not sufficient. It's At not all. comprehensive. It's not great. Black people did not sell other black people into slavery. That's what I'm telling you to just knock that myth out of the bar. That actually park, never please. happened. That actually mm-hmm. never happened. And don't talk about indentured servitude either. Right. Because while indentured servitude did happen in Africa, it looked a lot different than mm-hmm. any type of servitude, a part of the transatlantic slave trade. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's a whole nother episode, and I'll talk more about that on an, another episode about but this. But just make it very but clear. But I'm going to make it very clear that Y'all that actually didn't happen. Now, one thing that did happen was that, you know, people from Northern Africa, as they were being taken into slavery and being um, taken by the Spanish and the British and different slave traders, they started to mention like, hey, we're hella developed over here. Um, You know, we speak Arabic. We got our own thing going. If you go to Sub-Saharan Africa, if you like go westward, Mm -hmm. um, they're way more primitive. You should probably go there and take them and stop taking us. Um, And what history will tell you, there are a great deal of slaves um, in America who were Muslim and who were practicing Muslims mm-hmm. um, and who continue to practice despite um, grave danger mm-hmm. in doing that, continue to speak Arabic, continue to uphold Islam um, in America during slavery. Yeah. Uh, but that's all a part of this kind of complex history of how slavery happened. It wasn't like we're going to sell our own people. I know you hear some prominent Instagram stupid people say things like that. That is hella not true. And black people, y'all got to get that out of y'all system. Yep. It's, it's just a function un- of white supremacy to blame yourself. It's a function of white supremacy. It's called internalized racism. Internalized racism. I could make a whole goddamn Broadway you show. Should- Educating. Are y'all ready? Will y'all- it be violence in it? It will be no violence. Actually, guess what's going to happen? People got a motherfucking hug because that's probably what's necessary. Killamonger needed a hug. We gotta, move on. we gotta move on we gotta move on gotta but move one on. thing i'm gonna say i'll wrap up our, my thoughts on black panther it was high entertainment value it's a great movie it's very disney um black cis men got some weird thing about black films 
um, where they need to be saved and protected at all costs. It was very apparent throughout this movie. And black femmes need to just protect them and hold space for them and save them. And they can't do nothing without black men. Yep. <laughs> um, some of the zeal in this, all of the zeal, all of the zeal surrounding Black Panther is completely overwrought. I know if you a blurred, I respect that. Like if this shit hell important to you on like a Marvel comic level and you just been reading Black Panther since you was a child, like in the 60s or the 50s, and you've been fucking with the comic for that long, I totally validate it. Your zeal is valid. I get that. I think anybody's zeal, any black person's zeal is valid. If you want to see, go see a black film, and go see it. And put your fist up in the theater. Did they do the that fist, at Color Purple? The fist up is so bizarre, y'all. The fist Are up. we doing that in all black films now that I, we just, in we, girls trip, we, we, we standing up? with our fist in the fucking air here's the thing i need to do history on the fist because who created that the black panthers why i why do white people do that because they just they history books fucked up too it's not just our schools no 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 no. white people will lift their fist up yeah i don't think they oh that's a different podcast that's a different but i really podcast. think white people should we'll have a podcast about the history of slavery yeah I'm gonna have, oh, we're gonna we have a whole pod- fucking episode for y'all i'm not gonna give it to you that easy slavery man. we're gonna have a whole podcast about the history of slavery and it actually starts with white people enslaving each other that's all i got to say about whoop, that whoop, whoop, um, okay that's that's all our thoughts a lot of toxic masculinity the erasure of queer and trans fat disabled people just yep. not present at all yeah roxanne um, gay was not invited to roxanne the premiere. gay wasn't invited she's to the a writer premiere. on the actual comic she wrote she writes half of the comic i'm really confused she wasn't even invited to the premiere and then the way that she talked about it, her statement was like she was afraid to even really come for them so you got to consider what the hell that is so y'all black people when you go see black panther and you put your fist in the air you pledge an allegiance to black celebrity um oh the okay. black people still getting sold in Libya, yes. um, which was not even that long ago. It was like three months ago. Still happening. And there's a whole uprising happening in Ethiopia, which is a country of great international and historical importance till its present day. And there was no mention of that by any of the people associated with this film. They just declared a state of emergency in Ethiopia right now. Mm-hmm. Nothing in the film. Nothing in the film about that actually happened. And you were talking about this, you know, futuristic place called Wakanda, but looked a lot like Africa. (laughs) God's plan. Black celebrities. So yeah, back to black celebrities deciding. Okay, so back to black celebrities deciding what um, what we should be doing and how how what we should and should not be activated around social justice after they get to it last. Um, when they come from strip clubs, they turn on their phone Ooh. and they say, oh, shit. You know, niggas is with the shits. They with the plans. It's time to be do social justice in my rap lyrics because yeah. that's what's going to be popular. Not women dancing around in scantily clad clothes. Which I prefer one love. Yeah, objectifying them consensually, but... You know, I'm paying them lots of money and sleeping with them. What's popular now is social justice. So let's make a movie where we hand, let's make a music video where we hand out stacks and stacks and stacks and stacks of money to poor black people. Yeah. That's God's plan, Drake. Lots of people have been asking us yeah. our opinions on the music video that he just did. He said the music video cost um, almost a million dollars, $976,000 or something ridiculous. Um, and he gave it all away. 
which I'm like, great. And he's like, Dan, what I thought was weird about the film is <laughs> I'm, my alma mater is actually the University of Miami. So I was like, hey, UM. But then I was like, wait, why is he at UM? <laughs> like, Drake is from Canada. He is not from Miami, unless he has some sort of family that I don't know about mm. in Miami. Okay, but why was he in Miami? Is it because the hurricane? It just didn't make much sense. Drake why being he was everybody in here but his own. Because it's so, not cute. Toronto, the sticks is not cute. Here's the thing. As somebody who's done lots of, phil- like, I want to say philanthropic work, but lots of work that... And non-profit. Non-profit industrial complex, complex and work that just kind of, like, hands out money a lot of times to different um, communities, it doesn't make a difference. Mm-mm. It really doesn't make a difference if you hand somebody $30,000... Um, to get them through college or to get them through or to get them a car or you help a family out. It's really, it makes a difference for literally a very short period of time because you haven't changed any conditions that had them be in the position in the first place. So you giving them a hundred thousand dollars is only going to last, but so long, a hundred thousand dollars is not a lot of money. No, (laughs) first of all, and in the video that um, Drake gives someone a check um, for $50,000 the tuition for University of Miami when I went there eight years ago was $42,000 a year. I'm almost 100% certain that it's gone up since then, and that's probably just a year. Now, if you pay tuition, fine. That's just tuition, but you already know that room and board costs money, to eat on the campus costs money, to buy books costs money, to literally survive, to buy whatever sort of pencils and notebooks. It, all it is is tuition. It's not actually changing. Why the hell does it cost over $50,000 to go to the University of Miami. Drake, talk to the University of Miami about that. Stop positioning ourselves so it's like, here, look, I did something. Stop it. All this like self-congratulatory yeah. nonsense that literally makes no difference. I'm going to start calling it Women's March Activism because it makes no goddamn difference at all. It doesn't change anything. Nothing. It just makes like, yes, it makes a difference here. <laughs> yes, it's kind of like, I'll use me as, as an example. I went topless at Afropunk to make a difference. And it made a difference for the people at Afropunk. And it made a difference when the picture went viral for other breast cancer patients. I really get that. But if I don't talk to doctors and the medical industry about and other um, breast cancer nonprofits about the ways in which of how they do not center black and brown bodies in their advocacy, it literally will make very little difference. Me going topless all the time. Yep. And that's fine. The difference that you want to make, but somebody with that amount of celebrity, that amount of attention, like Drake needs to capital. do way capital needs to do way better. I'm sorry. You want to put yourself on the table with other activists, then you're going to be critiqued. It's time. You have, you cannot Fucking but he's not putting himself on the table with other activists. No, but that's he what he's act- trying. I mean, I'm saying, I'm just saying, that's what he was doing. It's almost like, you, you know, you have a place like Human Rights Watch or not Human Rights Watch. What the fuck campaign. is that? Name? Human Rights Campaign. Um, that is an organization. Human that's an organization. But anytime a queer celebrity comes out, they always talk about how they're giving to HRC. HRC, for the record, is trash. Yeah. 
is a trash, problematic organization. Do not give any money to the HRC. It's a corporate nonprofit, and we could probably do a whole list of other corporate nonprofits that make literally no difference in the world. But that's the thing. You take your celebrity and you do the most basic-ass thing that makes no goddamn difference in the world. Yeah, but makes you look good. Makes you look good. That's all Drake was trying to do. Drake got you. So you could be like, oh my God, I love it. I I cry. Drake is like giving his money away. Is he going to give all of his money away? Is he going to go talk to some legislation and have legislation change? Is Drake is Drake even a U.S. citizen? Is he going to talk? I believe he is. He might have dual citizenship. Oh, dual citizenship. Okay. But is he no, going to? I'm just saying, like, is he able to do things in government? I don't mean. I don't mean shit. He's about- able to do a lot. If he's able to go, if he's able to go and give people nine hundred and ninety-six thousand dollars for a video right. shoot, I gander that he is able to do. Right. Some other type of work. He able to lobby a politician or two. That made me think about him being an immigrant and the ways in which we don't talk about him being an immigrant. Right. But if he was Drake from Mexico, he would absolutely but that's a decide. Right. Decide. Yes. Um but yeah, that's those are my two cents. <laughs> I mean, I don't really fuck with Drake music. It all sound the same. Um he being he is one of those rappers who um, he a, what we call in Oakland, he a turf hopper. And what I mean by that, he just commodifies black subcultures, hood, sub, hood subcultures. I mean, he is black, um, but he just glorifies hoods that are not his own. Because he's not from the hood. That's like literally, that is literally like me getting a, some bazooka amount of money and then giving it out to people in the hood. Oh, I am not from the hood. Blackness is not a monolith. I'm from not. the suburbs, and there's other black people from the suburbs as well. Right. And Drake is one of them. Right. It doesn't make any <laughs> sense. Why is Drake giving money to people who are from like lower income communities? In what, Miami, random. Just the randomness. So random. And then you're dancing at a private university. You're not even at Miami Dade Uni- Community College. You're at UM, a very well known fucking school. What? Get out of here. Get out of here. Goodbye. 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 It's poverty porn, y'all. A school that has like 10% black people. That's where you want to dance and kiki? Uh Oh, okay. It's poverty (laughs) porn. And it's poverty porn on a level of like, like obsession that he has with hood shit that he didn't grow up with. Um, And I could go on and on about that. Um, It's just very, I just don't fuck with that. It's just weird to me. Yeah. Drake's obsession with other people's hoods other than or the hood period but it was poverty porn yeah. I, that's just literally all it was I think Erica just summed it up there's no other in. way to put it I think my issue with Drake has always been you even like this whole I think what I didn't realize is that in Canada there are a lot of West Indian people in Canada so how do you I say can you say Canada Canada Can, say it again Canada oh that's so cute how Canada, is it's like Canada Canada, yeah, Canada, <laughs> in Canada, um, there's hella West Indian people in Canada. So like him getting into this whole like new wave of like control and all this shit and this new wave oh. of dance on music and working with Popcon and you know vibes and all other types of well known dance hall artists and shit. I get that and like people be trying to talk like West Indian people in Canada and oh, people trying to do all the shit. I get that that's where he got that from, but he don't just do that with Jamaican and West Indian culture. He doesn't just do that with them. I'll say it one more time. Just like I said for Black Panther. Any person with that level of celebrity is doing things for 
white people. <laughs> that video is not for black people. That video is for white people. And I will promise you, most of Drake's fans are white. Most of the people that you see go to concerts, if you go, you yes. look at videos of Kendrick Lamar concert, Drake concert, half of the people in there, I promise you, babe, if you look at it, they're mostly white. I know. Most of the people who consume hip-hop and rap are, are white. white people. So that, he did a music video mainstream. that had given money, mainstream, given yes. money to poor black people is so... Like, it's just so irresponsible. It's, it's irresponsible. hella irresponsible. And it, it just, just continues a narrative. It continues the same goddamn narrative that black people are poor and we need help and we need help from celebrities, apparently. Like, I just want to know when black people, I guess we can just sum it up here. I want to know when black people are going to not be satisfied. Ooh, yeah. I just want to know up. when we're going to get tired. I, I wanna... think we're already tired. And I think sometimes we get excited about everything or that we think we need to be excited about everything. And we can be excited about shit, but please y'all let's be critical of the things that we see around us. And I, every time I critique something, there's always someone, usually a black person who's coming for me. Like, come on, why can't we just like, I'm ready happy? to argue, bro. So like, hit me up. Cause I mean, I never say bro, but I have to say it you because everything is hella boozy in the world right now. So why don't I join in? Right. Bro. Argue with me, bro. Email us at hoodrattohairwrap at gmail.com just like that. Hoodrattohairwrap at gmail.com. H O O D R A T T O H E A D W R A P at gmail.com. I'll put it in the description. Or you can go to iHeartErica. Actually, don't hit my baby line trying to argue. Hit me. Yeah. Because I want to argue because there's no way. That black people could be happy about the state of the world Ooh. without doing some work to sustain that, without making a decisive choice to be happy in the face of something that is clearly not a good sign for where we are. That's a good signing off point, darling. I love black people so much. We love black people. I love being black. And I love being black. But I'm not, you don't see me. It just, I, I, I just, I, I, you, you, black celebrities, oh, I just, I'm done. I got to get off. Yeah, we got to sign up. More on. episodes coming for be you. Be more responsible, black celebrities, please. No, fuck that. Black people, be more responsible because we created the conditions for a Black Panther. To be uh, the cultural significant I icon. I agree yeah. with that. What? I How did we not? I that black people Create well. That's true. Black people, we do have to be responsible in the sense that we do consume. This is what we our, ask for. Our our like connection to capitalism. We are some of the biggest buyers. Now, I'm never ever ever gonna blame black people for shit. Like it in like inside of white supremacy. I'm just not gonna blame black people. There's conditions that that have us buy shit, so we buy shit. Yes. But I'm not. I'm not gonna blame us. But I do think we need to be responsible. That's what I'm saying. It's like they made the movie that the majority of black people want to see. They made the cis heteronormative right, Lion and we went King, and we went a version of Afro, and the we great went. value version of Afrofuturism. Right, and we went. Mm -hmm. But I'm just thinking about other all black cast films that didn't get this much press. Yes, like the movie Soul Food, the movie Waiting to Exhale, both two movies who are prominent in my upbringing that did not get this amount of press. It did not. 
quote unquote be it was not lauded as making a massive difference for the black community uh-huh. or the best thing but it was like the preacher's wife waiting to exhale soul food those are all motherfucking movies that i can like quote like lines from i know other black people who can i felt hella represented i felt seen in those films but they're not the same it doesn't have they're the not same a part clout. of the canon they don't have the clout right, right. Right. So I think that that's worth investigating. At the same I really time, do. black as fuck. Yeah. Like, Marvel's, the vice president or the president of Marvel, maybe not that long ago. It was sometime during the fall of last year, went on record and said that Marvel sales, comic sales were declining because of diversity and inclusion characters. Mm-hmm. They said that people didn't buy and didn't want to read diverse quote-unquote characters this is the vice president of marvel yep that just did that he canceled a bunch of comics and just yeah. canceled a bunch of comics like luke cage like america mm-hmm. canceled the ones with the queer characters mm-hmm. and the queer storylines and the latinx and the film and the black storylines luke cage yeah all of a sudden getting canceled yeah now marvel is known for canceling hella comics like they really about their money and about their bottom line but it's just like, okay, niggas, did y'all get y'all got the memo? Right. I'm not saying that the I am saying this. Two, you cannot serve two masters. I'm saying mm. that. It's like you wanna be down for the Brizown, but what you just I just don't know like what is it gonna take for black people to get hella dissatisfied. And I think maybe because we live in a constant state. A dissatisfaction. dissatisfaction that we eke out from this life any little win that mm-hmm. we can and we just roll with it and things stay the same and no difference is made. And I think what you're saying is just so important because I think people need to see through why this is... I I'm, I'm, I feel like it's, it's so interesting to me. Maybe they're just silenced, but I don't see any think pieces about Black Panther. And maybe it's because it just I, came out this week. I but see some. You see of like why, not critical or not analytic. critical. No, and, no, I mean, not fucking Beyonce no. puts out an album, and there's all of these think pieces about how, or or even Jay Z puts out four four four, and there's all these think pieces about his work and how that relates to blackness. And how is it that we're not writing any think pieces mm-hmm. about a bl- black superheroes? Like that's directly related to how black people can only be. We can only be superheroes. You, and then we're popular. I mean, how like how long have I been talking about sex ed? Do you really think that if I went topless with just my regular regular nipples pre breast cancer, my shit would have went viral? No, no, I would have been trash. I would have been a whore. I would have been nothing. Nobody would have regarded me. But no, I needed to have breast cancer. I needed to survive or conquer breast cancer Beat for me it. to be it. for me to be actually regarded as somebody in the you know in. The capital capital universe. I can analyze that for myself. I have to be a superhero in order to be somebody. And I think that that's, I think it's great that young people are seeing black people as superheroes. I think that's fantastic if you love comics. But we also have to see that, like, we don't have to be superheroes as well. We could be sad. We could be down. We cannot accomplish shit. It is inside of, like, this black exceptional, um, black excellence narrative that's just all rooted in white supremacy and yes we could get excited about the Barack Obamas and and I don't I want to say Frederick Douglass because all I'm doing is reading old shit but like <laughs> Frederick Douglass's and W.E.B. Du Bois but at the end of the day there's the regular regular people who are not doing that are on fucking EBT 
that don't have the educational privilege that don't care about Marvel. They, where is the movie about them? And where is the 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 all of the press, the New York Times, Vogue, Team Vogue, everybody? Where are they in this conversation when that's the movie about them? And that's Soul Food. That's Waiting to Exhale. That's yeah. those those are those movies. They're regular regular people just out here. It's just a narrative about regular. Yeah, Roger people. and Ebert didn't feel see fit to. Let's we should look up what they thought about those movies. We should. We're gonna get back to y'all. About Am I that. making sense, y'all? I hope I'm making sense. But you I are. just think. So we got to talk about this. So we got to have a critical analysis about it. And no, I'm not writing the think piece. I'm tired. <laughs> right. Niggas actually got to go about doing the work. You know, people actually like make a difference throughout their day. Like people actually put their life on the line. People have died giving their lives to the causes that will to, to, to black liberation in some sense, whatever that's looked like, however flawed and imperfect that's been. Mm-hmm. People have given themselves and thrown themselves completely. Oh, here we go. Any money from the movie going to black communities they're about to exploit? You no. already know. You already know. But that's know. what I'm saying. It's like, you know what I mean? Erica, uh, Erica Garner just passed away. You, uh, hello? I mean, where is her movie? Like, right. where is her... Like, with it's all not that the proceeds going to her but family. she don't even need a movie. She That's don't my need a movie. She's it's dead. Like, where are the movies about those people? We need an imaginative, fake-ass universe. Yeah. When we got real superheroes already. Yeah. When we already got Marsha. We already had Marsha Hello. P. Johnson. Come on. And when she was living, she wasn't treated Come like on. no superhero. Come on. You know what I mean? Do we, we really are... need to imagine superheroes in the eyes of whiteness? I mean, we have them. We have, but I'm saying, do but do we, I feel like Black Panther is that is is imagining that. And we those, have and actual those Black Panthers. We have actual, and one right. of them lives in Oakland. Is about to get her home taken. Come on, got an actual Black Panther in Oakland about to be homeless. What the fuck? So there is somebody. His name or their name? I don't know their pronouns. Chaz Gormley created a petition on um, Change.org. Asking that 25% of the proceeds for Black Panther um, be invested into STEM programs to profit the black, the black community. Here we go. So this person is saying, he argues, that's what they're saying this person's pronouns is, is as marginalized groups have become more vocal, corporations and their savvy public relations departments have turned to catering to these groups to turn a profit. And Black Panther is no different. Gormley cites a clever, well-manufactured marketing campaign, Marvel Studios and their parent company, the Walt Disney Company, that has specifically and successfully targeted the black community with advertisements. Mm-hmm. Because you know that we will buy it. They're the largest buying power in this country. They already know who's going to go. And not only that. They already know who's going to buy it. They already know who's going to be at all the premiere events. They already know. And and me and my, you know, my brother was talking to me, my, my brother, Benjamin Earl Turner. This is, is one of the most brilliant people I know. Is that black people really, we just sell blackness. Like, we just give it away for free. Actually, we don't even sell it. Mm-hmm. That's how generous black people are by nature. Mm-hmm. Is that we just give it away. Mm-hmm. There's a such thing called black Twitter. That's where black people commune and give all the, the what Ben calls the trade secrets mm-hmm. of being black. All our language being memified and used and, mm-hmm. and, and open. It's not that white people are even, they're co-opted, but we just, 
I read we an just art- giving it to you. I read an article on. today that was like Black Twitter says <laughs> it was like New York Times. Right, like, but how many niggas own our majority stakeholders in Twitter? There is no such thing as a Black Twitter. Oh come on! Like what? This is just it's, it's just a crazy schism. It's like the revolution. Gil Scott Heron's "The Revolution Will Not Be Televised" was played in the back of a Black Panther trailer, the uh, one of the trailers for this movie. Oh really? Yes. Wow, y'all. That's all I feel like I need to say. Wow. If you ever heard, if you haven't heard Gil Scott Heron's "The Revolution Will Not Be Televised," go listen to it and then go look at the fucking trailer for a a fictitious universe. Yep. I also really am interested how people, continental people, a part of the African diaspora, people who live on the continent of Africa, what is? How do they feel about it? Hmm. Kendrick Lamar says it just came out with a video for all the stars. It's, it's some like song, because I think Kendrick Lamar produced the soundtrack for this movie. And they totally hide the 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 video music director was a well-known white cis man music director, Dave Myers. And they totally hijacked an artist's work. The artist who is actually African. Mm-hmm. They hijacked that person's work for the usage of a video. That's supposed to be like about, I guess in some way, black films like being larger than life and mm-hmm. like it's that was one of they the asked, things. They asked to use his work. Her. He's, yeah. her uh-huh. They asked to use her work. She said no and then they took it. Yes. They literally stole it. Um, I just, yeah, I just, I don't know. And it's like, and the first thing niggas will say, you know, in mass is that you hating. Yep. And uh, that's Just okay. be happy. Just be happy. Yeah. It's all right. Yeah. It's all right. Mm-hmm. It's all right that it's just okay. Why can't we just be Why happy? Why can't we just have this? Mm-hmm. Let me have it. Let me go to the movie theater and put my little, you know what I mean, my, my meat in my purse and everything. And you know what I mean? Let me you go. You said meat in my purse. Whatever. I'm so like, mad. All, I mean, like people just, um, but the Tasi people will say that. People will mm-hmm. say that. Mm-hmm. Um, that that people, if you have any dissenting views on the ways that the world works, the very neoliberal ways that the world works, and by neoliberal I mean, you know, have the Walt Disney Company produce a, a whose majority white Walt Disney Company have a, produce a movie about black people in an alternate universe. Now people are saying, oh, this movie is going to spur a whole culture of black engineers. There have already been black engineers. Mm -hmm. They didn't need a fictitious universe to do it. Mm -hmm. And how is this Afrofuturism? Sun Ra didn't need Black Panther, the comic, to be Afrofuturistic. It already existed. It already exists. You don't need... Now you... All Black Panther is doing is giving it to white people. Mm -hmm. Making it mutually intelligible for them. Because mm-hmm. they like, you know, they can understand it in this way. It's entertaining. You know, it's it's the respectable version of black folks. They all look beautiful. The cast is super pretty. Mostly super pretty. Beautiful, there you go. Very there good looking go. black all people. Able-bodied, skinny. Able-bodied, nice body. You know, mostly yeah. rich and famous for the most part. Or on their way to being rich and famous. Very and good. here you go. Yeah. So white people, y'all can have Black Panther. Y'all can have my y'all can have my excitement. I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. That's why Erica talking about we going.